Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, your favorite sex professionals. Hey, Andrew, how are you today? I'm having a magical, wonderful, absolutely fantastic day. My semester is over. My classes are done. I have a mountain of grading to do, but we won't talk about that right now. (laughs) And I'm hanging out with one of my absolute favorite people in the whole world. Like, my day is awesome. It's great. How about you? Well, it looks like you're having a magical day because you've got snowflakes flying around your screen um, and this amazing filter that you have on, um, which is cracking me up because I know it's probably warm and sunny and beautiful there in Miami, but it does look like you live in a magical wonderland right now. It is. I mean, it is a very chilly 79 degrees here in Miami today, this beautiful (laughs) December Sunday, or not Sunday, uh, beautiful December day. Um, No, but I love it. And I was in a whole bunch of meetings today, and I wanted just to have like a little bit of sparkle. I love snow. That's mostly a lie. I love snow for like one minute when it first happens. (laughs) But I don't want to walk in it. I don't want to have to like get it out of my hair. I don't want to be like soggy and cold. But I love the magical snow surrounding me. Um, And Spring's computer can't run the filter, so she can't have magical snow. So I'm I'm the only magical snow. You you kind of look like you are, um, what's the name of the snowman in Frozen? I'm blinking on his name. But you are... Olaf? Yeah, yeah. You just have the snow like swirling around you, like wherever you go. (laughs) That was a gift from Elsa. He has his own little snow cloud. (laughs) So cute. But what, um, are, we, but what yeah. are we talking about? What today? We, I mean, talking we can about? talk about Frozen the whole rest of the... <laughs> I can uh, talk about Frozen for a while. Speaking of Frozen, I'm going to Disney next week. I know we're not supposed to talk about Disney on the show anymore, but uh, I'm going next week. I'm taking some friends to celebrate before the holidays, but that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about... Cheating. <laughs> I love this miniseries. We've talked about... Uh, dildos and we've talked about masturbation and we've talked about porn and we've talked about oh last week we talked about can you cheat in an open relationship what kind of cheating are we talking about today today we're talking about that ever-present question when you find out one of your friends is getting cheated on should you tell your friend they're getting cheated on Woof. that that i mean this is rough like it my mindset is i always want to do the right thing um so for me Uh, In all of the times in my life where I've discovered cheating amongst friends and circles of friends, I've told every single time except for once. And that that, that one time I I was 19 or 20 and I was in college. Do you want to hear the story? Well, sounds like we're going to. We're going to hear a story. Uh, <laughs> these are not their actual names. Um, to protect their names, I'm using fake names. So uh, I was really good friends with Harry. Uh, like we hung out together. We did sleepovers together. Super fun. He was heterosexual. Like a straight friend. I had one at one point. Um, and uh, we, we were hanging out and we had a really good friend, Polly, and we would do like late night hangovers at her place and watch movies and play video games. Um, and uh, I lived like Polly lived between uh, the, the campus at Penn State in the house where I lived. Um, so I would walk by her place pretty late at night. Um, and I noticed a couple nights in a row, 
uh, our other, like he wasn't that close to me, but another like acquaintance, Mark's car was in front of Polly's house. And I'd walk mm. by and I'd be like, well, that's funny. And the first time, like, you know, you see a car at like three o'clock in the morning in front of someone's house. And you're like, you know, they probably just drank too much or slept over or had a, like you know, something. But you see it there two or three days in a row and you're like, uh, what is going on? Uh. So I arranged for uh, Harry and I to be on campus late and we were walking home uh, and we both saw Mark's car in front of Polly's place. Um, and then uh, Harry went and investigated and saw that there was Netflix and chill and chill and chill going on. So I didn't have to say anything and they never knew that I was the person who sort of made it happen. Um, and I felt really bad about it. But at the time, I was afraid to have that conversation because I didn't know what Harry was going to say. I was afraid that he would attack me or get upset at me for being the the bringer of bad news. Um, and I think that's the complicated part really frequently when we talk about these situations with cheating. Should I tell my friend? So every other time I've told the person that one time I just created a scenario where it was discovered. And it actually ended up being a lot worse that way too, because the person saw the cheating happen in real time. I mean, the evidence was there, but they were devastated. And, you know, I could be supportive of them in it. But, uh, you know, discovering cheating at 3 a.m. in the morning when you're supposed to be having fun and dropping by your friend slash girlfriend's house. Not, I would not, like, that's not my advice for the episode. Mm, yeah. But, but it's so complicated sad. and it's, it's really yeah. difficult. Yeah. And I think, you know, it is hard to think about um, how to tell somebody. And, you know, you were trying to figure that out, I think, in that scenario. And, um, you know, it's really interesting as I think about this question, like, you know, should you tell your friend they're being cheated on? I don't think that I've ever discovered a friend being cheated on, actually. I have a lot of friends who've been cheated on, but they've found out, you know, through other ways and I've supported them, but I've never been the one that, you know, found out and had to tell somebody. Um, I've definitely had to like, you know, support people through it, but yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever been through this, actually. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, I think part of it for me was like when I was at Penn State, there was a really small gay community. And like, you know, you sort of know all of the various actors and people like, you know, like 99% of the gay people at the university. <laughs> and it's not that big of a number. So when cheating happens, it, it's very visible to the community. Um, so, that, I mean, I, I sort of, you know, had access to all of the, the, the people involved, but um. And I mean, for me, it's still yes. Most of the time, I think that yes, you want to want to tell that person, but but it's complicated. And I'm glad that you've never been in the situation that you've never discovered it. Um, but there's a lot of other considerations that we need to consider when we talk about it. Like, uh, why did the cheating happen? Why did the cheater cheat? What were the rules going on in the relationship? Like, the best case scenario would be, hey, we're in an open relationship and it's okay and you need to stay out of our business. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, because we do make a lot of assumptions about other people inside of their relationships, right? So we have to be careful with all of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, when, whenever I'm hit with this or someone asks me, like, should I tell? Like, for me, the answer is yes, but there's a lot of considerations that we need to go through. And I think that's what we should spend our time talking about. Like, what are those considerations and what does that sort of look like? Yeah, yeah. And I think um, I want to start actually, even before that, I want to start with what is your relationship with this friend, um, the friend that you're considering telling that they're being cheated on? Um, like, how close of a friend are they? How much do you know about them and their relationships? Um, and, you know, I think it's 
it impacts, you know, a lot of the future decisions that we're going to be talking about here is, you know, what is your relationship with that person? And, um, and I think, you know, the responsibility that you have to that person is dependent on the depth of the relationship you have with that person. And, you know, if you barely know someone and you find out they're getting cheated on, like, should you really be the person to go talk to them about that? I don't. I don't think you should, right? And I think so. Let's start with what is your relationship with a friend, um, and and yeah, how how safe do you feel talking to them about it? Also, right, because this is a very volatile, emotionally heavy topic to bring up to someone, and so you also want to like know a little bit about this person, how they might react and how you're going to feel in that situation before you even consider this any further. Yeah, that's a really great way to start looking at this. Like, what's my relationship? And then what's my role inside of that relationship? Um, Is it my job to do this? Or is there a better person? Maybe you need to get someone else involved. And um, it's always really important when you're having these conversations um, to be completely factual, to be evidence-based, make sure you have real evidence of what's going on. Um, Because if you're just making some allegations like, oh, I think I saw something or I heard something um, and you don't have real evidence of any kind of cheating going on, it can be really destructive to that person's relationship. It can be really toxic to the relationship and it will be toxic to your relationship with that person as well. Probably won't survive if you're just like, hey, I think that your partner is doing these sort of things or it's not about rumors, right? If you're if you're going to be telling somebody that their partner's cheating, you're not just spreading rumors about them. Um, you want to be you want to make sure before you go into it that you've clarified those rumors, that you've collected evidence, and that you can share like really specific evidence of what happened. Um, and you don't want to say, "I think that your partner is cheating on on you." You would you would say like, "Your partner is cheating on you," and this is how I know, right? So like, there's evidence that you need, and the way that you say it matters. Too, right? It's really important, like the situation and how you're setting it up. I think one of the great things, like if you're telling your friend that they're being cheated upon, that can happen if you set it up correctly and you have the evidence that you need, is that the support network is right there. Like you can be their support and you can help them through um, if everything is set up correctly. But that's not always how things turn out. But we're going to keep talking about it more in just a minute. We need to take a short break. Uh, When we get back, we're going to keep talking about um, should you tell your friend that their partner is cheating on them? Welcome back to The Sex Wrap, everybody. Today, we are answering the question, should I tell my friend their partner is cheating? What do we do, Spring? I mean, I feel I feel really anxious thinking about this. <laughs> like because you know it's really interesting to think about the dynamics of the relationship you have with a friend and then you know the dynamics of the relationship they have with their partner. So you are inserting yourself into this relationship that you are not in. And, um, that's really scary to me, you know, to like, um, to say, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm coming in here. I'm disrupting this because I see a problem. And that can be really, really hard to do. And that's the reason I talk so much about like, what is your relationship with that friend? Um, and in some relationships that is going to be seen as like, like, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so grateful that you were able to like come and tell me this. And in some relationships, that's going to be like, 
who the heck do you think you are coming in and, you know, disrupting my relationship? And, um, and so I think, you know, I'm, I get, I'm having anxiety arise just thinking about this, like, and, um, I have a, a version of this story. It's not cheating, but it's like um, knowing that um, you have a friend that will really listen to you. I had a friend do this for me when he saw some red flags in a relationship I was in. And he um, came to me and he's like, hey, Spring, um, you know, you've talked with me before that you want me to be honest with you about what I'm seeing in your life and that you want, you know, me to like reflect things I'm seeing that could potentially be problematic. And he said, and I'm seeing these red flags in this relationship you're in. And I want you to talk about it with your other friends. And I want you to like really examine how you're feeling here and, um, you know, see if this is actually a healthy relationship for you to be in. And, you know, the approach that he took with me and it was someone, you know, I did really trust and really value their opinions. And I had told him that in the past that I wanted him to, you know, tell me when he saw things like that. And so when he came to me in that manner, I was so grateful. I was not mad at him at all for like saying, hey, I think something in your relationship's problematic. I was like, Thank you. Thank you for like being brave enough to tell me this and for giving me the opportunity to like examine this and check it out and see how I feel about it. And um, so, yeah, it's like, what is what relationship do you have with that person? And like, do do they welcome conversations like this? You know, are they open to that? Are they open to you? How how can you approach this with them that would feel like supportive and safe and healthy and loving? I mean, and it's that that's the context that matters, right? Like you need to make sure that these conversations happen inside of spaces that are respectful and supportive and not based on attacking their partner that's cheating, based on making sure that you're being the best possible friend and being supportive of your friend. Um, and, and like you bring up some some other interesting points. Like what I call is a, you know, is the blowback that happens from those relationships. Like um, especially like and women in the United States are socialized very much so not to get angry at their partner who's cheating, but to get angry at the person who tells them that their partner is cheating. Even if, even if there's evidence, even if it's true, um, like women and men can get mad, but it's much more likely that women will get mad at the partner and they will scream and yell at you and they'll make accusations of you and they will no longer want to be your friend or hang out with you. Even if they end up breaking up with their partner who's cheating, like your relationship with them is either strained or over because you were the messenger. And that's really what Spring is talking about. Like, how do you create those spaces or have those relationships where you can relate that really intense information? Like being told that you're being cheated on by someone that you trust is one of the most damaging, harmful moments that people can have inside of their lives because it breaks all of the trust that they have. Um, all of the energy and support that we get from relationships is suddenly just stripped away from us. So it's really hard. And it's just a defense mechanism, right? Instead of us being angry at the person who's cheating, it's very angry for us to, or very easy for us to take that anger out on the person who gives us that kind of information. So just be really careful with the manner that you're doing it, the emotions that are involved when you're doing it, the context when you're doing it. And like I said earlier, the evidence that you have of what's going on is really important to just make sure that you have absolutely solid evidence that you're not just spreading a rumor. Um, 
And even with all of that said, right, even if you have a close, good relationship and you have those honest conversations, there is a chance on the other side that you will be the person who's left out of the relationship, that that your relationship with that person is now broken and over because you're the one who told them that somebody is cheating on them. It's like, So that blowback is very real. I'm not saying you shouldn't tell them, but if you're telling them, it should be out of a place of love and do it with the understanding that it could potentially change your relationship with that person for good. And so a lot of what we're talking about here is like how you're framing this, right? And I think, you know, when my friend approached me, he was, you know, very cautious. He was like, you know, you've said that you want me to like be honest with you. And like, you know, he was checking in along the way, like, is that still true? Is this, you know, like he, he didn't just dive in and say, this is a problem this relationship's bad. You know, he was like very um, communicative and listening to me as we were going also. I think that's very important. Um, I also think it's very important to, you know, think about the setting, how you're, how you're doing this, whether it's over phone, I would say definitely don't do it over text. No. Actually, I had someone tell me um, that my partner cheated on me um, over text before. And um, I, I remember I was on the train and I got this text and um, the person knew because my partner had confessed to them. So they had like, you know, straight from my partner's mouth. Um, And so they like texted me and told me this. And I remember just like being in such shock on the train and I was like on my way to teach a yoga class. And I like, I couldn't, I was just like, I was in shock and I, it, I walked into this yoga class and I like, I was like just on automatic pilot trying to take my shoes off. And somebody like saw me and was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I, and I like, I couldn't even say anything. You know, it's like, it is so destabilizing um, to find something like this out. And so you want to be, if you're the person communicating this, you want to set up, how are you going to be supporting that person also? Because it is like pulls a rug out from under them, right? It pulls out some stability that they think they have in their lives with this partner that they've created. And so it is like, yeah, okay, you're going to tell them, but like, let's consider how you're telling them. Let's consider the approach you're taking. Let's consider the frame. Let's consider all of these things because all of that's going to impact the relationship you have with this person in the future that your friend, you know, and you want to nurture that friendship. And so taking care with this conversation is very important. I, I mean, that care is what's a going to support your friend and b going to make sure that your relationship is like supported as well at the end of it. Um, but, but I mean, it's even more uh, complicated, right? Like the blowback can happen. You can get blamed for it. People can get mad at you. Rumors can circulate about you. Inevitably, not inevitably, but very frequently when cheating happens, people will break up and then get back together again. Ooh. And then, yeah. Then like <laughs> the drama in your friend group becomes very real because all of the attention becomes focused on like, well, you're the one who tried to break us up or you're the one who tried to do this kind of stuff to us. Like you're the one like focused on you. Like I'm trying to be a good friend. And then all of a sudden people are saying like, well, you're busybody, you're nosy. You shouldn't be interfering in our relationships. We're back together again. We love each other and you can't be a part of it. Like you get excised from what's going on. Um, 
it still doesn't like I still think that it's important to have the conversation the way that spring framed it a minute ago like that's what we should do um but once again going into it like there's there's all of these risks that you have as well as being the person who even if you're communicating it as empathetically and calmly and supportively as possible possible um there's chances that can happen oh yeah when they break up and get back together again and you're the person who uh. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, this makes me so angry, right? Because um, it's so unfair to the friend. It's so unfair. People um, will blame the friend, you know, when the when the friend was the one that was supporting them and telling them, um, you know, things they needed to hear. Um, and yeah, I think that you, as the friend, you know, approaching your friend to tell them they're being cheated on, you do need to consider every word you're saying pretty carefully because the person, one, might not break up with the person or two, might break up with them and then get back together with them. And um, they will then carry the words that you've communicated to them about their partner with them. And that will impact how they feel about you and how they treat you because, um, because they love that person, right? And so when you're communicating about this, you want to just like make sure you're not doing name calling, make sure you're not like blaming, you know, you're just like communicating the information that you have and then supporting your friend in their decisions and, you know, offering them the various different types of support that they might need, you know, emotional, do they need like physical, do they need tangible things? Do they need you to go get them some food, some water, you know, like what are, what are the things that are going to make them feel stabilized when something destabilizing comes in? And then, um, making sure that you're not just, um, you know, blah, 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 saying all these mean things, um, just like to support them in that way, because that's not real support. That's, um, that is, unhealthy and that is um not gonna get you uh far in in that support moment or in the future with your friend so something that you should probably start doing today right if you have good friends in your life you can start the conversations before cheating and hopefully you'll never have to have this conversation but like what i would say to somebody is like i would want to know if i'm being cheated on i think it's really important to know uh and i trust you and you know like like you build that kind of situation. Now, I'm not saying like you find out someone's being cheated on and then you run up to them and be like, I would really want to know if someone was cheating on me, would you? And then <laughs> unload on them. Um, but start it from a healthy space where you like let people know that that's the kind of support that you would offer and the kind of support that you would like to have inside of your relationships. You, you want to know these sort of things. Um, Cheating is ridiculous, though, when we really look at it. This is the end of our month talking about cheating. Um, and cheating rates are absolutely huge. Like the, the total percentages of people who cheat are really high. Women and men cheat, um, gay, straight, lesbian, bi, non-binary. Like cheating is everywhere all the time. And most of the time, cheating doesn't have to happen. Like if you have healthier conversations with people, right? And if you have realistic expectations for what you should get from a relationship, it's a lot e easier to have a life with less cheating. Um, when I look at cheating, when I have conversations with my friends who've been cheated upon, right? Most of the time, it's because they're following gender, norm, 
uh, gender roles, sex roles, sex scripts that have left them unfulfilled or unhappy, and they're looking for joy or happiness outside of it. Um, and I think it's good that they're looking for joy and happiness. The problem is, you know, they're violating someone else's trust and boundaries. So overall, over the last four episodes, like, you know, we're talking about this kind of communication all the time. Um, I think something that goes along with it is I think that we all need to have a really realistic look at who we are as people, what we need to be fulfilled, and what we need to actually do that kind of fulfillment. And when we are really honest with ourselves, there is no one person who is the perfect fulfillment of all of our desires, physical, emotional, spiritual, social. Like It just can't happen. And if we're a little more open to it, I'm not saying you have sex with everybody, but you have better friends with better communication because you get emotionally fulfilled in some spaces and you have physical spaces where you can be fulfilled, et cetera, et cetera. And when you have that mindset, cheating is no longer a part of it because you've accepted that there are is a whole bunch of people who are all fulfilling part of your needs um, and you have open, honest conversations about it. Uh, and then you you end up happy and fulfilled and the people around you are more happy and fulfilled. I don't know where that came from. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> One month worth of tip. Yeah, I know. I really love what Andrew said. I think it's really important to talk to your friends about the type of support you want from them and, you know, have conversations about how you want them to support their your romantic relationships. And um, yeah, I think it's important to have a few friends that you talk to about these things. Say, you know, if you see problematic things in my romantic relationships, please point them out to me. If you see things that you think are worrying, please talk to me about them because I want that from you and I trust you and I welcome that in in our friendship. And yeah, I think those are really important things to say to other people so that um, you both know where you stand on those issues and you um, are ready for what might happen in the future. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. So if somebody tells you that your partner is cheating on you, Another thing that we want you both, Spring and I both want you to work on is making sure that your anger is directed in the right direction, right? Like, <laughs> make sure, like, you're going to be angry. You're going to be sad. You're going to be morose. You're going to feel like you want to cry or scream or hit something. Put a little teeny stopgap in your brain as those emotions flood in. And make sure that those are all directed in the right direction. And by the right direction, towards the situation or the person where the cheating occurred, not at the messenger. Um, because most people aren't listening to podcasts like this, learning how to sort of navigate the conversation. So if someone tells you that you're being cheated on, it's probably going to be the, you're a stupid boyfriend, blah, 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 da, 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 such an effing cheater. Um, instead of the, you know, I love you and I want to support you. And I want to make sure that we all have happy, healthy relationships. And there's something really important that I need to tell you. Spring, yeah. you know what I want to tell you? What? I love you, best friend. I love you too. Oh. All right. Do we have any final words for our month of cheating? <laughs> I'm so glad our month of cheating is over. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, <laughs> Dump him. All right. So. Uh, if you have any follow-up for this episode or any other questions about anything at all, including more questions about cheating, we would love to hear from you. You can send us an email. We are thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And we are very, very active on our social media. You should definitely check out and follow us on Instagram at thesexwrap. Thanks for listening, everyone. 
Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid. Music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.